0: Good morning, guys. Happy Monday. Oh, man. It is rainy and... Cl- well, not rainy. It's cloudy out. It's cozy season. Uh, if you were watching this on Spotify, you can't see, but I'm wearing the coziest hoodie of all time. I am obsessed. Like, the the hood is weighted, and it's just like, it's not too toasty. It's just right. And I can literally just wear this hoodie all day if I can. I pretty much do, to be honest. <laughs> Um, but it's like it's my favorite thing, you know. If As ADHDers, we like to have our cozy, um, comforting clothes and blankets and stuffed animals and all that fun stuff. Uh, speaking of ADHD, that's going to be actually a little bit about what I'm going to talk about today. If you've been with me a while, you know I am of the neurospicy variety, <laughs> um, and it can be really frustrating and especially, you know, being a woman with ADHD, we have our own particular challenges when it comes to this. uh, I I don't want to call it a disability because there's a lot of benefits to it if we can harness it properly. Um, But given that we have a hormonal cycle, estrogen influences our production and sensitivity and breakdown of dopamine, when we experience PMS, ADHD, can really have more of an influence on our life. But I think that a lot of us, especially with ADHD, we're so quick to tell ourselves that, oh, you know, it's just how it is. There's nothing we can do to change it. We grew up this way. And I definitely still have had that limiting belief for a long time, even as I was starting to understand the connection between our hormone cycles and our diet with our ADHD, there were still just many points where I was like, I feel like I'm doing all the right things, but it's just like not helping. And I'm still reverting to bad habits that don't actually help me, but I can't control it because of my ADHD and so on and so forth. Um, But if you know me, you know, I'm relentless in just trying to understand the connection between our internal health and our mental health in order to really foster a better life, you know, carve a better path for ourselves that we want to live. Because ultimately, when you think back to when you were a kid, ADHD can give you a lot more creativity, it can give you a lot more passion, like we feel things on a deeper level than most individuals do. Um, But Given that our lifestyles are now inherently draining our bodies and our brains of dopamine, ADHD can be very crippling. And pair that with drastic hormonal imbalances, we are really, really causing our ADHD to be way worse than it needs to be. And I'm going to tell you a little story. Um, actually, it was really recent. Um, last uh, as recent as last month, to be honest. I was, you know, undertaking a big project. I was launching a new app for my clients for my training platform. And so I had this big project under my belt that I was really struggling to focus on. So I bit the bullet and I was like, I'm going to go talk to a psychiatrist and get back on medication and at least have it for when I need it. And so I came back from my trip to lost lands and I was sick for a week and I had that appointment and my psychiatrist prescribed me, uh, methylphenidate, which is uh, Ritalin. <clears throat> so I took the medication. Now keep in mind this month, I experienced a lot of stress. I was sick and my menstrual cycle was really thrown off. I had a 36 day cycle and I feel my best when my cycles between 26th and 29 days. Anything longer, I know that my progesterone is messed up and I felt I had like a two week long PMS with that long cycle and my ADHD was so so bad. It was very hard to focus and it was really impacting my self-esteem and my confidence in my gym, in my um on my in my content. Like I was just feeling really really crappy. And so I was like, okay, well this medication is going to help me, right? And so I took my medication and it helped for like an hour and then it literally did not help anything with my focus. If anything, I felt less focused. And so I gave this medication a shot for about uh, two weeks. And one thing that I was curious about was why is this not helping me? Because both forms of ADHD medication, methylphenidate and amphetamines, they block the reuptake of dopamine. The difference is with methylphenidate, it only blocks the reuptake. Whereas methamphet, oh, not methamphetamine. <laughs> do not take, do not take meth, <laughs> do not take that. Um, um, things like Adderall, amphetamine. See, my brain just tried to combine two words, and there was like a dangerous one in there. Do not do that. Do not take meth. Um, but the difference between Ritalin and Adderall is Adderall both stimulates the release and blocks the reuptake. Of dopamine. So I was thinking about how is, how is it that maybe my dopamine is not leaving the neuron synapse and that is why it is not working. And so basically one thing that I discovered going back to some old um, lab work, I had a Dutch test last year is that my body breaks down dopamine very, very quickly. And so it breaks it down quickly inside the synapse as well. And one thing that I was looking up was how can I slow down that breakdown? Now, there's a few things that can happen. First, I already knew estrogen influences uh, breakdown production and release of dopamine. But when estrogen is low, what can I do to slow down that breakdown of dopamine? Which is how I came across the idea of cold showers. <laughs> it's supposed to reduce MAOA, which is uh, monoamine oxidase that breaks down dopamine. And then there is another enzyme called COMT, which is a long name that I'm not going to even try to pronounce because I am terrible at pronouncing long things, even even though I understand it. Um, And so basically cold showers, even though they say, oh, it helps increase levels of dopamine, it doesn't just create dopamine out of nowhere, but it can help slow down the breakdown of dopamine. When you are trying to manage ADHD, you want to make sure that you were doing things that one don't release dopamine too, too much, because if you do have fast COMT enzyme and you release it, and then you're blocking the reuptake, it's going to break it down. And then it's going to put you in a dopamine deficiency, which is what I believe was happening to me when I was taking um, my medication Ritalin is that I was releasing dopamine and breaking it down very quickly. And since it wasn't being taken back up into the synapse, basically a day or two after being on medication, my dopamine would be on empty. And I wanted to make sure like, okay, well, what can I do to slow down that breakdown cold showers? And then what can I do to keep replenishing my dopamine, taking in enough protein? When you are PMSing, if your estrogen is low, you need to be more cautious about your diet. Make sure you're eating enough protein. Stop eating so much sugar, especially if you have a fast UMT enzyme. And again, it's very hard to tell if you do, if you don't get regular lab work, you can go off speculation, um but most people with ADHD tend to have either fast COMT enzyme fast MO, MAOA enzyme or a combination of both which your girl most likely has only other way to be able to tell is through genetic testing and i do not have ge- genetic testing i'm just going based off of um off of off of um lab work and you know my own history so It's interesting taking the cold shower in the morning and also forcing myself for at least an hour to two hours out of my morning to stay away from anything that releases dopamine. Meaning I'm not checking social media. Why? I'm trying to stock up on dopamine for the day. The second that I go and scroll on my timeline, dopamine is coming out and that's going to reduce the dopamine that I have available during the day. Now, again, even though I work online, my my business is based in social media i if i scroll that's the issue i can you know post on my story about my morning routine but if i start scrolling and feeding into that dopamine release i am basically lowering my battery my dopamine battery so that's kind of like one thing that i'm taking into my mornings is i'm looking at to stock up on dopamine showers inhibits the breakdown or at least slows down the breakdown of dopamine and then i do things that i don't necessarily want to do like the dishes. I try to start off with a clean kitchen and a clean office. And, you know, I try to start my mornings off slow, just listen to calming music, nothing to overstimulate. And I've found that it's definitely helped my focus. I don't take medication nearly nearly as much, like maybe once or twice a week if I have to focus for a long period of time. But I also try to minimize releasing dopamine through um, less productive things while I'm taking that. And it's made a huge difference in efficacy. And even talking to my psychiatrist, telling her, hey, I looked up some old labs. This is what I experienced. And this is um, a little bit of what I'm noticing. Does this sound like it has the validity? And she's like, yeah, that actually sounds really freaking on point. Now, keep in mind, everybody with ADHD, it's going to, Not everybody's going to be different, but a lot of people share similarities and there's a few things that worsen ADHD. And so this is why I approached my morning routine. Again, your morning routine doesn't have to be two fucking hours. It could literally just be 30 minutes. Um, but the way you approach your morning routine, try to have it as a different mindset. Instead of thinking like, I just want to start my day, think of, I want to stock up on dopamine for the day. If you don't like your job, if you don't like what you're doing, it's because you're draining your dopamine and serotonin batteries, like right off the bat, as soon as you wake up, you're already dreading the day. You snooze too long. You don't leave yourself a little bit of wiggle room to settle in to yourself. Like as soon as you wake up, you're like chaos and that is sending you off into trying to distract yourself. Because the second that you enter chaos, you're trying to take your brain out of chaos. And so you start scrolling through social media, you start eating candy or sugar, because it makes you feel good in the moment. Because as soon as you wake up, you're already dreading the day, because you're not giving yourself at all time. Wake up 10 to 15 minutes earlier, you don't have to do this whole bullshit influencer, I have a two hour morning routine where I have to do every single thing like the, the cold shower, a warm cooked breakfast. Y'all, I still make smoothie bowls because it's five minutes. I don't have time to want to cook. I want to spend a little time with my husband, but I don't want to cook. Um, their journal, everything like, yes, I'm journal. I'm journaling, but like, you don't have to do two hours. You don't have to do anything super long. You could literally spend five to 10 minutes doing a few different things, but do not start your morning off scrolling through social media and watching tiktok do not start your morning off eating a butt ton of sugar and not getting protein protein is the building blocks of our neurotransmitters if you're not taking in enough protein in your diet you are not doing anything to help your mental health if you're starting your day off sugar literally draining your dopamine and serotonin batteries you are not doing anything to help your mental health you don't have to do cold showers I'm only doing that because I'm trying to slow down the breakdown of neurotransmitters. And it's more of an experiment for me. Once my PMS hits, that's going to be the true test on if it's working or not. And I will report back on that <laughs> because I'm still at that phase of my menstrual cycle where my estrogen is a little bit higher, um, unless it starts this week. My last cycle could have thrown things off. I'm 75% certain my period will start this week, 25% next week. I'll keep you guys posted on that little science experiment there. Um, But if it helps my PMS symptoms, then I would definitely keep on doing the cold showers. It's been almost, it's been just almost three weeks now that I've been doing it, which I never thought I would. But anyway, it really did drive me to take a better look at my morning routine because my morning routine, I would be draining my dopamine. And I'm like, okay, well, if I'm doing this, if I'm putting myself through cold showers, I'm going to do the best I can to take full advantage of the benefits of this and not fuck myself over by going right into scrolling social media and, you know, not eating breakfast and going straight into having a ton of caffeine. Like I still want my morning coffee, but I've been starting to drink more decaf um, (laughs) with a little bit of regular, but not very much um, to again keep those dopamine batteries full for when I start my work day so that I stay focused or when I'm trying to create content or when I'm trying to write programs, I want to stay focused and I do not want to be dependent on medication Again, I was not I have not been given medication for quite a while, but whenever I have big uh, big tasks and big undertakings that I have to focus on for a long period of time, I felt the need to take it, but I want to experiment and make sure that I am, you know, doing what's best for my long-term physical and mental health because ultimately, even though ADHD medication can benefit us, it can also work against us because it can, if you have fast COMT enzyme and you're blocking the reuptake of dopamine, it can actually lead to worsening uh, ADHD on those days that you don't take it and then you feel dependent on it. So I'm not saying if you're on medication to stop taking your medication, but on your off days experiment, you know, are you doing things, are your habits benefiting or helping you? Or are you using the medication as an excuse to keep up poor habits that continue to drain your dopamine batteries and continue to plummet your mental health? What you choose to do with your body and put into your body has such an influence on your mental health. And if you are the NeuroSpicy variety, it can influence your ADHD symptoms. It can influence it all. So ask yourself on those days that you're not taking medications, are you doing the things that are helping the efficacy of those medications when you take them? Or if you are not, are you doing anything to even help your symptoms at all? Or do you continue to go binge on sugar? do you continue to drink a ton of alcohol? Are you dependent on nicotine? Nicotine might seem to help your ADHD in the moment, but as soon as it wears off again, those dopamine batteries, you've been like, you've been Think of it this way. When you were eating sugar, nicotine, um, shit ton of caffeine and you have ADHD, you are literally asking your phone on 0% battery to keep turning on. Like you keep holding the power button, When your batteries are zero, and you get the little, like the little energy that you have, is literally just your phone saying, "Charge me, charge me, blip, charge me, blip." That's what you're doing. You're trying to push these neurotransmitters out. That you are not doing anything to support the buildup of. You are not eating enough protein. You are not drinking enough water. You are not. Allowing yourself to step away from scrolling social media, because again, you're getting that dopamine from watching other people live their best lives. Meanwhile, you're not living your best life. You're not even living your life at all because you're watching other people. You just keep wishing that you were them rather than cultivating your own life. Going to the gym, going to the gym can help build up dopamine too, but instead, you keep skipping it because you're trying to shove what doesn't exist out of your neurons. And you break it down and then you're on empty. You have to do things that support your mental health. It's not easy at first because it takes a little bit to feel the full benefits. But I kid you not, you start cutting down on some sugar. You stay off social media for at least two hours in the morning. And I'm saying again, you don't have to do a two hour morning routine. Just stay off your timeline for a little bit longer. Push it as far back as you can. Focus on you focus on a healthier diet, focus on some movement. You're going to feel huge difference in your mental health within just a week. It's going to be harder around PMS. Sure. But it's better than digging yourself into a hole. And again, I know I talked, I mentioned that this was going to be a lot about cold showers, but the cold showers definitely, definitely done something for me, but I will report back on PMS unless I'm already in PMS. Again, I could be in PMS right now. My last menstrual cycle was over a week. Wait, it was, yeah, it was over a week late. And so if my cycle was normal last month, I would be having my period this month, but this could also be a short cycle because of the delay. I'm thinking more of like the luteinizing and follicle stimulating hormone fluctuation versus just the estrogen and progesterone. So I'm going to give my guess that there's a 75% chance my period will start this week, which if it does, that means that the cold showers are definitely helping my PMS right now. If it doesn't start this week, then you will know, report next week and see what happens. You know, That's kind of how we have to approach our, our health is we could do with all the right things, but we just also have to figure out what happens when we stay consistent with it. You can't just stay consistent for a few days and expect it to work, especially as females. Like, we need to at least be implementing these habits for an entire month to two months to see if it's benefiting us because our mood, our energy does fluctuate along with our menstrual cycle, and that's something that I'm working. I teach my clients a lot of, especially ones who are not on birth control, and I'm working on. Um, I'm coming up with some things to help them out who are on birth control because just because you're on birth control doesn't mean it's the end of the world. It definitely doesn't help. I will say that, but I'm never going to tell someone to come off birth control. Instead, I just focus on educating them, potential side effects, reason of the side effects and all that and so on. So it's fun. It's good stuff. Uh, But that's going to be it for today. This is almost 20 minutes. I hope you guys enjoyed it and I hope you guys are ready for a freaking phenomenal week. Um, As I mentioned before earlier in this podcast, I did launch a new app with my And if you want to join the brave squad, hit me up because you can actually switch out exercises. Now, if you're like, say, for example, your program is at the gym, right? And you're traveling and you, you don't have that equipment or say you go at a different time and the gym is busy and you need to swap out exercises. Well, now my clients can do it from within the app, which is so freaking awesome because before I, they would message me and I would have to like, you know, tell them like, Hey, this is a swap that you can use. Here's a video for it. Um, but now this just makes it so much quicker and streamlined. And, um, I'm very excited about it. They love it so far. And if you want to come join the brave squad, make sure you message me on either Facebook or Instagram or TikTok at Dana F Fit. We would love to have you join us and try out this new program. It's really a good one. we got one that's glute focused. we got full body focus. Um, anyone who works you know, with one-on-one coaching with me gets it customized specifically to them. But I do have a few other uh, built out ones that you could try if you want to get strong this winter and start next year off on the right foot. Anyway, that is it for today. Have an awesome, awesome rest of your morning. Peace, love, and protein. We'll talk next time.